0: Welcome back, everybody, to City Lights Podcast. This is kind of not our usual episode. Um, for those of you guys who have been following our youth on Instagram or just are a part of our youth, we've been having this series uh, started last week, and it's titled The Walk Series, The Walk of a True Christian. And it was placed on our hearts to, instead of posting the podcast on Spotify, like we've done with our past Living on uh, on Purpose series, we chose to kind of sit down with the speaker of each, uh, I guess you could say, you know, week, and just kind of do a brief 15-20 minute overview of what they went through, and maybe just some questions that I could think of, or Victor could think of, although he's not with us today. Uh, Hopefully he'll be here next week. But starting off uh, us off, we have Sam Overchenko. Uh, that's a familiar name for many of us in our youth, and hopefully for you guys as well. Uh, he has been on the podcast before, and his sermon was titled "The Walk," being unashamed. Being unashamed. That
1: was the first podcast he <laughs> did together. But the sermon was yeah. was um is titled by the title "Walking Separate from the World."
0: Yeah, and that's going to be the first one. And Sam, if you want to just kind of take it away and give us a brief overview before we kind of dive deep into exactly what you're talking about.
1: All right. Well, since the sermon is titled Walking Separate from the World, um, the passage that I um, was given to read from was very spot on with actually what the sermon was talking about. There's a main, there's a There's a simple, fr- there's a phrase that um, Paul uses, the, the writer of this chapter. He says, No longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. And so this was basically something, this was what I um, framed my entire sermon around because we know that as Christians, we no longer walk as the world walks. Um, The world walks according to its desires. Um, The world will say, do what makes you feel good. But God says, do what's right. Um, and, And that's how it's supposed to be because if everybody just did what they felt, then our world would be a chaotic mess. And we see that it, as it is a chaotic mess in a lot of ways because people just do what seems right in their own eyes. But um, the passage that um, specifically that I read from um, this last um, Monday um, sermon that I did is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24. And the first thing that I did um, before I went into the actual main portion of the text that I was focusing on was look at the context because we know that When people take things out of context, um, it leads to incorrect conclusions and incorrect ideas of what the Word of God is actually saying. And we know that that's something that we need to be aware of because the world does that. And that's why we have so many false doctrines um, coming out of nowhere. Um, And so the context of of this chapter talks about where Paul tells the church, he says in verse 4 of chapter 4 of Ephesians, he says, There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And why this is specifically important for um, the Christian to understand is that the Christian that has been regenerated by God literally has God working in them and through them, and and is has saved them. Not only saved them, but he's he lives in them, and that's the amazing work of the Holy Spirit. And The reason why um, the church is referred to as the body of Christ is because Christ is that uniting factor where literally the Spirit of God comes and unites separate Christians that are literally in separate bodies, but the Holy Spirit unites us. And we have this likeness of mind knowing that we were once dead in our sins, but Christ came and He gave us life and newness of life. And so why that is important for this text is also um, this unity that we have um, leads on to what Paul further has to say in verse 7, he says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So Paul talks about how in the church, every individual member is given a gift. And that gift, in verses 10, um, actually verse 12, he says, is For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature, of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head of Christ. So I read from verses um, 12 to 15 there, and, and, and we see why God has gifted every individual member in the church with these gifts. Um, it says here, for the equipping of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ, to bring the church of God, the body of Christ, into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And, and I really focused in on that portion where it says the knowledge of the Son of God because um, you, it's, it's very dangerous when a church has different ideas um, and understandings about who Jesus is. Um, but the Word of God says that He is literally the Son of God. And the Son of God being that He is God, the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the, the point of every individual member in the church, the teachers, the preachers, um, the Sunday school teachers, those doing media even in our day and age, I believe that's a ministry or where God reaches people. Um, the reason for all these things is to unify Christians into the likeness of Christ and into the pure knowledge of who God, of who Jesus is so that there's this unity. Um and there's that there, and that people have the people know who God is and we
0: know who God is through his
1: word. Um
0: Yeah, so- I think that's a really good overview. Um if you were finished of uh, just kind of like, you know, the basics behind what does it even mean to walk separate from the world and why is it even, you know, admirable to us or why do why should we even walk separate from the world? But well, I kind of want to transition into a question of how you know it's so easy just to kind of lay it all out you know how sin is bad sin is evil but we should be walking according to the world or walking according to the word not the world but what does that look like i guess you could say you know in our daily lives something that we can start today even listening to this podcast for the rest of our day how would you say that we could start walking separate from this world and more like children of the light which we're called to be
1: yeah well that's that's perfect a perfect question because the next thing that I actually went into my sermon is talking about that the, how, the, how the Gentiles, um, like this sermon says no longer, in the, in the sermon the main passage that I used says no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. Um, the passage in Ephesians speaks about how the Ephesians walk in the futility of their mind. And so if the um, Gentiles are walking in the futility of their mind, as Christians we need to walk in newness of mind that is given to us in Christ. And futility basically means pointlessness and that's how the world walks. Point, in a pointless state of mind living for themselves living for um to satisfy and gratify the desires of the flesh but we practically what we need to do is to first of all when we come to Christ repent of our sins and place our faith in Jesus and now that and for those that we are are saved as already are Christians our calling is to in verse 22 it says that we put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So, here we see that Paul says to renew your spirit, to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and then verse 24, I'm going to read it also, because it completes the thought, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God. So basically, we need to renew our minds in the new man that God has created in us Christians. And so, practically, what is that? That's reading the Bible, right? That... Um, you're setting, forming your mind, and you're directing your life to be always led by the Word of God. Uh, meditating on the Word of God day and night, um, praying without ceasing as the Bible commands us to in Thessalonians. They're very; it's very practical the Christian life. And when you um, discipline your body and you come to Christ and you say, "Lord God, help me to do these things," and you begin to pray more and read more, as that is really how god works in the life of a christian is when we set ourselves before god and allow him to work that's when the that's when um in truth we, we there begins a, there's a transformation in the man where he st- stops to walk the world walks and he s- doesn't walk as the gentiles walk but he begins to walk as god walked as jesus walked jesus walked a sinless life he commanded to love your neighbor as yourself and that's exactly what he did he loved People. He loved his disciples. He literally, in John thirteen, it talks about how he washed the feet of his disciples. That's what he did for them. And so, if we come and spend time with Jesus, our Savior, in personal relationship with Him, reading His Word, praying, literally communing with the Spirit of God, that's literally what we're doing when we're, pr- when, we're when we're praying and reading the Word. The Holy Spirit is bearing witness with our spirit. It speaks of that in Romans chapter eight. Um, when we do that, God changes us and He, he and He creates us. Into the, he forms us into the image of His Son, as Paul talked about even in this chapter of four of Ephesians, where we um, become. In verse thirteen, it says, "To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." God literally transforms transforms us, and that's that's why it's so amazing. and um, And inevitably, if you're somebody that is a Christian, it's inevitable that you will not that you will walk like Christ, and you will not walk like the world walks. So, practically say it to be as practically as simple as we, as I can. And the word and the word says it is to renew your mind, renew your mind in, in serving Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was a really good uh, description and just kind of diving deep into that question. And I just kind of want to focus back on, on this term to walk. Um, maybe this should have been the first thing I said, but you know, there's, there's no difference. But the term to walk refers to, there is a metaphor to our Christian life, the way that we're supposed to live, what we're supposed to do, how how we're supposed to act, and how we're supposed to be seen by anyone who looks on us. And that is why the Bible stresses so much how we're supposed to be separate. And I think you touched on this too, to be that light in this world of darkness, to be a city on a hill where people can look upon us and say something's different about that man, about that woman, the the way they uh, live, the way they carry themselves. And it's not that it's about necessarily us, but it's the fact that we have been transformed by the blood of Christ in us. And I think that's exactly where we need to start, regardless of, you know, where you came from, what your background is. We are all washed clean by the blood of Jesus, you know, and... When that transformation takes place, we cannot just stand still. We cannot just, you know, be in that place like a, just like a newborn Christian or, or immature Christian. You need to start moving. You need to start growing. And that's exactly how you said by reading your word, by uh, praying. But even more than that, I would say, although that is probably the most important thing, I would say in addition to that, you need to go and t- to share what God has done for you. That is why we're set apart. That is why we're different, so people can see something different in us, and we can tell them what that difference is. That it's not just, you know, our own selves trying to better uh, our lives or whatever or our own morals or whatever, but this is the truth. This is literally what God has commanded us to do, to go and to preach the gospel. And you actually mentioned Ray Comfort. For those of you guys who don't know, he's a very famous uh, street evangelist on the West Coast. I don't know exactly where he's from, maybe California, Oregon, somewhere around there, California, California. that's what I thought, Um, and he goes, and he just kind of presents people with the law of God, and he applies it into their life, and even that, something so simple, if you have some time, I would really recommend that you go listen to him, that he just presents people with the laws, and even four of the laws, and people always answer that, you know, are you a sinner, yes, are are you, have you ever lied before, yes, have you ever uh, stolen something, even something small, yes, have you ever looked on a woman with lust? Yes. Well, that's adultery in your heart. Have you ever hated your brother? And things like that. And always, always, always the answer is yes. And he uses these you know, simple things, the Ten Commandments that we all know, even if you're not a Christian, I'm sure you know at least a couple of them. And he uses those most known ones to go and to show people who they are in the eyes of God, and then he leads them to where they could be in Christ. And how Christ has taken the punishment that he, they deserved on Himself when He died on the cross, and now they, now the opportunity is there for them to have everlasting life in the presence of God. And I think that is so important, just to be set apart, to live a Christian life, and to be different. It's the love. It's the love of Christ in us that is what separates us. It is the attributes of God which are so missing in today's society that separates us.
1: Yeah, and he and something he hits on is. Just to just to mention really really briefly and really and it's very important is that it's not that the gospel literally changes your heart, where he literally causes you to hate evil and to love that which is good. There's a supernatural transform transformation. It's not a work that a man in himself can do. It's it's not something that a man does in his own willpower, and that's why Paul in this chapter four of Ephesians says that. You have not so learned in Christ to walk as the Gentiles, walk in the futility of their mind. Um, he talks about how they have their, darken, their understanding darkened. We have been brought to newness of life, and literally what God does in the life of a Christian, and what I really want to encourage you with every single person that's going to be listening to this podcast, is that when you place your faith in Jesus, when you entrust your life into his hands, he will change your life, and he will do it. And the Bible says that, he he does the work. He literally transforms you. And that's what's happened in my life. I'm sure many can testify of times in their life when they did abominable things, but God changed them. And God, uh, in 1 in, in Corinthians chapter 6, it talks about how you were washed, you were cleansed. um, And you were once of this world, but you've been washed, cleansed, reborn, forgiven. So praise God for that. And I think that's pretty much what I spoke about um, just to hit some very important points that were Amen
0: to that. And for anyone who still wants to know more and to actually hear the full sermon of Sam, it is actually with translation into uh, Russian, I believe, just because in our youth, we do have some new uh, members who don't yet know English quite as well. So we like to accommodate to them and we add add a translation. But there's going to be a link, hopefully, wherever you uh, see this podcast in the bio of our page to a Google Drive where you can watch actually the whole sermon of Sam and the rest of these podcasts. So with that, guys, I just uh, hope that this was edifying for you, and God bless you.
1: Yeah, God bless you guys. Stay strong in the Lord. And if you haven't come to him, turn to him today. Today is the day of salvation.
0: Amen.